0: Everyone, welcome to the Others podcast. We've been away for a minute, but we are back at long last. I am your host, Stephen Penny. Joining me this week, special guest all the way from Southern California, ten hours in the past. Uh, joining <laughs> me, Luke Cortez. How you doing, Luke? Doing good. How about yourself? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad, apart from being stuck indoors all day on a lovely sunny day. But <laughs> that's my life too, so I can totally relate. But the problem is, I think in Southern California, you get many more sunny days than I get out here. So I should be, I should be taking
1: advantage of the very few that I get. Well, I actually hate the sunny days. So if, we <laughs> wanna, if you want to come to California, I'll go to Finland and it's a deal. Like I'm totally down with that.
0: I'm more than happy to swap that <laughs> lifestyle. More than happy. If you can live with 20 hours of darkness for like nine months a year, Oh, good. That's heaven. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> all right. So this week we are going to talk about uh, She Wants to Move. And also, I oh, thought yeah. we, we may talk about some of the other uh, new albums that we've had dropped recently as well. Seeing as they, they kind of pertain to, you know, what we talk about. We had the Pusher album and Kanye and Cuddy. And we got some Pharrell beats on the new Carter album. So I think we'll, uh, we'll talk about all of those a little bit as well.
1: Yeah, it's all related. Why not?
0: Exactly. So let's start with She Wants to Move, a classic NERD track, released on the 9th of March 2004. I feel so old. Video directed by uh, Dave Myers, who uh, directed many Pharrell and NERD videos. Uh, this charted, not too badly, uh, num- well. Say not too badly it got to number six in the US, but that was on the Billboard Hot Dance Club Play Chart, whatever the <laughs> yeah. hell that is. That's some weird subsection there. Jeez. Uh, got to top 10 in Italy and Norway,
1: uh, top five in Denmark and the UK. Now, when you say top 10 and top five, are you talking just Hot 100 or that same sub whatever? So, th- those are yeah,
0: those are like the main overall charts. Okay. I think if you go to like other countries like in the uk and stuff like that, we don't have all those weird and wonderful subsections that you seem <laughs> to have in the us which is like you know hip-hop dance tracks with one white person one black person <laughs> and a squirrel in the video you know it's <laughs> yeah now you qualify if you have all those things you got a shot exactly exactly <laughs> um but yeah these are just kind of overall charts. it didn't chart too badly i don't know what the overall us
1: number was um it kind of been great if i didn't add it into my uh my notes here but Hey. That is surprising to me that they charted so high. I think it's a great song, but I wouldn't think they would be top 10 or like you mentioned. So,
0: Yeah, well, I think with the UK at least, it, it charted so highly because NERD were touring quite a bit in the UK back then. Um, but also uh, in the video, we've got uh, the main kind of dancer is Alicia Dixon. Fire, who, by the way. Who, who was, yeah, fairly well known in the UK. She was in like a a girl group called like mystique in the early two thousands, a really bad girl group. I, I must <laughs> add. And she's now famous because she does. Um, she's one of the judges on those like reality shows. I think it's uh Britain's got talent. Yep. So that's what she's kind of known for nowadays. But back then, yeah, she was like a singer dancer, um, I think for uh, if I remember the story correctly, Pharrell saw her somewhere in one of her own videos or something um, and asked for her to kind of come in and audition for the, the music video which she did and she got it. So I think that added to a lot of the press that the song got in the UK. That, you know, the fact there's a British person in a kind of seminal yeah. position in the video who's who is already kind of quite well known as well.
1: Definitely helps the marketing. She's like the yeah. uh, the Met before Met. That's that girl's name, right? Met or Meta? Oh, Meta. Yeah. Meta. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's
0: cool. But that's an interesting thing they're doing with, with Meta at the moment as well. Is they're focusing all of the videos and all of the choreography and a lot of the stage shows and the social media stuff and the marketing kind of around her. her. Yeah. Which is strange because you kind of you look back over the last few years and obviously he started to branch out in terms of the stage show and having the dancers, the, the bays or whatever that (laughs) fucking awful name is. And she was just one of the kind of regular dancers amongst a group of what is there 10 normally or something on stage. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of obviously come out into, into her own and she's now the kind of focal point for, uh, these videos and things. So it's really interesting to see a dancer move into that position But also to give one of these people that's normally just in the background uh, a a really kind of prominent, yeah, really kind of prominent position, and um, for an all kind of male group and I think an all male band as well, um, it's something a bit different, and I think it helps. You know, from a cynical perspective, it helps with kind of the marketing and the reach and stuff like that. What?
1: a hot girl to look at for sure well for sure. yeah but <laughs> no. it also
0: brings in you know it's kind of that female empowerment i guess it's like you know you're not just a backup dancer so you're part of this project and you oh, know yeah. and she's now gone on to i think recently i saw she'd signed a makeup deal with uh i don't know maybelline or i don't know one of these kind of makeup groups and stuff yeah it wouldn't surprise so, me so yeah it's really good to see that happening but, um, yeah, let's get back to She wants To Move. That's what we were talking about. Jeez, yeah, that's where we were at. So, yeah, as I say, this is, a to me, a classic NERD track. It's one of the more commercial-sounding ones,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's still, to me, it still goes hard. It's still, like, a classic NERD sound to it, and it's got that, that drum beat in it, which is like...
1: The drum is insane, and the guitar as well. The guitar is just... Mm-hmm blew me away because mm-hmm. so i was listening to it again yesterday and i was like wow i forgot how good this song is yeah it's so always always good to go back and revisit songs like that you know
0: yeah definitely and it's it's one of those tracks that you know we we sort of talk regularly on the podcast about we we hear a lot of these tracks sort of quite regularly and a lot of them i a lot of the older ones at least i kind of gloss over because i've heard them so many times <laughs> but this is one where I do actually enjoy listening to it still and do kind of pay attention to it and I do watch the video and...
1: I think one of my favorite things and it shows with this track is like you can listen to it and you can't tell what year it was made. Like you can't be like, oh yeah, this was that era or that. Like you, I listened to it yesterday and I was like, yeah, it doesn't sound like anything that came out today or 10 years ago. It just sounds like a great song and that's why it holds mm-hmm. up so
0: well. Yeah, it's definitely aged very well, which... um. Uh, a lot of their early stuff has done. You look at like all of in search of, yeah. you could put most of that out today and it would still, it would still sound relevant and fresh and, you know, and that's kind of testament, I guess, to their production and their writing and all of that stuff. Yeah, But also kind of quite iconic video, I guess as well, at least like, I think for the, the fans, um we've got the the red dog which was used in a lot of the the marketing for fly or die yeah it's definitely Uh, gonna bring that up yeah and we've got the part of the video i actually really like is it's a bit strange but it's the the red heads at the start it's almost like the the floating heads in the intro of the song yeah it was wild i was not expecting that it's not something i've i'd seen from like dave myers previous to that so, and I don't know where he kind of got the idea for that from, but it's just, it's a simple
1: part of the video that I really, really like. Yeah, it's a neat little part. I definitely, and when it starts with the Red Dog, like you said, I was like, whoa, now this this seems like a flashback. The song itself is timeless, but that visual is like, holds obviously the Bape collab and all the marketing they did with it. So, that was a cool thing to see. Yeah.
0: And what, also, what I quite like is, I was telling my kid this the other day. He was like, "Oh, they've you know used the computer to make that do- that dog red." And I was like, "No, no, they actually died. That poor dog red." Really? Yeah, because I remember they were, they actually used. I don't know if it was that dog or the saint or a different dog, but they did a lot of marketing like photo shoots and stuff. And there are like photos of them outside, outdoors somewhere, just <laughs> you know preparing for a photo shoot. And there's this, he's holding a bright red dog like on the lead, uh, and they, cause it was pure white and they dyed
1: it in some kind of way so it was all red that is awesome now here's <laughs> here's my question with that did they put blue contacts in his eyes or is that going to be photoshopped
0: i think that is real i think that is the the type of dog it's some kind oh, of yeah. like husky type dog you get them a lot here in finland and in northern america and canada and stuff um but i think the blue eyes are yeah it's actual eyes although the coloring may be
1: tweaked but that is amazing i i kind of want to get a wolf or whatever a siberian husky and just dye it red like that now like that is the most fire dog i've ever heard of i didn't know they dyed it that is amazing
0: yeah i think you'd have the rspca like at your door <laughs> quite
1: quickly yeah and that's a lay low for sure
0: <laughs> um so what else have we got in the video again we've got some like early bbc branding going on um we saw previously in the front end video, which came out a few months before. So we've got the, I think the white and gold and the black and white BBC T's.
1: Did you notice uh, we, if I don't mean to interrupt, did you notice they had the astronaut logos on like the little pod things? Little BBC yes. That's, yeah.
0: Another, I like the look of that. So there's there's a couple of scenes which looks down. It's like a long kind of walkway or corridor, isn't it? Yeah. And then along the walls, yeah, they've got these um, kind of capsules or bubbles that protrude slightly with lights behind them and then the astronaut on them. Um, It's kind of a good look, but I think it's kind of slight overkill yeah especially especially you know the multiples of them is like you know like 10 or 20 oh, going yeah. all the way down that kind of corridor placing one of them somewhere or different logos on different ones i think would have been quite cool
1: it did seem forced for sure <laughs> it seemed like they yeah. were trying to push it
0: yeah definitely but this was sort of very early days and i guess they're kind of testing the waters with the branding and the logos and, and creating stuff like that, that, that hype just, definitely yeah exactly and just trying to get it noticed i guess um because i think back then it your your average kind of music video watcher wouldn't have had any idea that that had anything to do with a clothing line of, of any kind. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, the the kind of fans like us would see that and tie it back to the the stuff we've seen in the front end video. And I mm-hmm. think around that time, they were some of the season zero stuff was starting to kind of leak out as well. So you would have had that logo about. So people would have started to kind of tie that together.
1: Yeah, gen- definitely generates a little bit of hysteria, whatever you want to call it. It's cool how all the videos do have those little Easter eggs though, of the logos sparse throughout. And it's kind of like a running story. If you look at the videos, you can see the progressions. So
0: yeah, definitely. And it is strange because obviously all the videos are done by different directors. And I don't know if that's a, a thing that people in the NERD camp say to the directors, like we somehow want some of this branding placed in there or whether the directors kind of take it upon themselves to utilize the brand and bring it into the video.
1: Mm-hmm. I would imagine they tell them we're trying to push this, but at the same time, I'm sure the artists such as the director is like, okay, well how can we creatively do this without put it, like putting it over the top, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if they did it particularly well in this instance. <laughs> Not a fan.
0: <laughs> no, I'd say, you know, it kind of looks cool to a certain extent, but a whole wall of them looks a little bit, a
1: little bit weird. Yeah. It was much, it was much,
0: but yeah, aside from that, yeah, we've got the, a couple of BBC tees in there. We've got the early two thousands, Pharrell camo shorts and dunks that he's wearing. Um, we've got Shay wearing uh, a bape tee, yeah. an Ansgar one uh, and a bape hat as well. I think if I remember correctly,
1: I definitely saw the tee, don't remember the hat. I didn't even notice the dunks, you're on this way more than I am.
0: (laughs) It's only because people
1: will regularly
0: say, oh, you talked about the fit, but what were the shoes he was wearing? And (laughs) and I think I remember looking at it at the time thinking, I'll mention just a pair of dunks. Just get it out of the way. nothing special. Yeah, they weren't like, because a lot of time we get people asking like, oh, were were those sort of shoes over there ice creams or were they babesters or or whatever? Um, But I think they were just plain dunks in this one
1: yeah that's the thing with From clothing is, you could be somebody who's into clothing and that applies to shirts shorts hoodies all that and then there's people there's a whole culture of just sneakers so you got to mention mm-hmm. the sneakers for the sneakerheads.
0: exactly yeah otherwise somebody will mention it at some point yeah so were you uh did you have the album itself when it came out no the fly oh, see,
1: that's why I can't claim to be... Like, I claim to be a nerd fan, but I'm not that... Like, I don't, it's hard to say. I'm really into nerd, but compared to you and everybody else that I talk to, it's like, you guys are my OGs for sure. I really but got... I was going to say, go ahead. you
0: are almost, like, infinitely younger than most <laughs> of us as well. Now. I think that's possibly part of the, uh,
1: the problem yeah, as well. Yeah, at that time, I was, what, 2004? I was seven. So... Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, I got into nerd heavy probably... T- not even four, like four years ago or less. I got the album now, obviously listened to it. That's going to be my favorite nerd album. But uh, at that time, no, can't even lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's good that you've come into it, you know, as you've got older and you've discovered it and and now you're kind of heavy into it yourself. And
1: Yeah, it's nice. I just can't claim to be too into it because I already know I'm going to get killed in the comments saying, why you got this fake... <laughs> this fake fan on here he, he don't even know the music you wouldn't get that on any of our uh our comments it's all it's all love it's all love all lo- it's a love thing like kanye's been preaching all love
0: exactly we got we got good fans that follow us we haven't <laughs> brought in the crazies quite quite yet. that's when that it gets big. fun <laughs> yeah exactly um and also one thing i was going to mention in the video as well this kind of caused lots of uh Comments, I guess, and, uh, not controversy, but you know, rumors and stuff is, um, the, the line at the start, she makes me think of lightning in skies. And then there's a picture of the sky and the lightning, and it kind of spells out the word India, um, who was his supposed girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. Back then I didn't follow any of that kind of rumors. Well, not that I do now, but, I definitely back then didn't follow any of that kind of rumor-type stuff or was never interested in which celebrity was <laughs> dating who and stuff. Yeah. So I actually tried to Google, like, who was his girlfriend called India back then, but couldn't really find any anything.
1: Jeez, where, where do you pick up these little nooks and crannies? I feel like I didn't even watch <laughs> the same video as you.
0: <laughs> I just remember it from back in the day, and and this, again, showing my age here, back when we had the old uh, OG Star Trek no, the, well, that as well, but um, the Star Trek forums as well. And, uh, you know, people would go mad in there for <laughs> all these kind of weird and wonderful little things. I remember the conversations then, people trying to work out who this India reference Mystical was relating girl. to. And, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, I'm not going to dig too deep into that. I'm, I don't really have an interest in that kind of thing. And, obviously, he's a happily married man now. so Moved on. Exactly. So, um, what else have we got about the, the videos we mentioned, we got like Alicia Dixon in there, uh, dancing her way around. We also got the woman in the, the red dress who is a different person. I was trying to find out who that was, but I had no luck whatsoever tracking down that whoever that person is. So if anyone out there knows who that is, please let me know. Please get in touch.
1: Put it on the forums. I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone out
0: there that's, you know, like Star Trek World or somebody out there on Instagram that will, like, know the name instantly. But like Oh, that's that person from so-and-so. And yeah, yeah. But I was trying to look up who it was and I, I couldn't find any information. Oh, yeah. So in terms of, like, the track itself, have you have you listened to, like, the remixes at all? Are you aware of the remixes? Not even aware of the remixes. Okay. So there's... There's a Daft Punk remix. There's a Basement Jacks remix, and there's a, a Native Tongues remix. Damn. Uh, and the, na- the Native Tongue one is common. De La Soul, Most Def, uh, Q Tip, and then has Pharrell doing a slightly different um, hook on it. Um, and I I would go so far as to say, like the Native Tongue remix is. Is a really good remix, and it's almost up there as good as the original, I think.
1: Sounds like some high-quality artists. That is insane. I cannot believe Daft Punk remixed it, too. That's the one I would probably want to hear most.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Those remixes didn't do that much, like the Daft Punk, Basement Jacks ones. The Native Tongue remix, I still hear out and about occasionally. Just it's got some like quite good rhymes on it and stuff.
1: I feel like with remixes, if you're going to do a remix, it needs to be better than the original. Otherwise, why remix it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, re- definitely. I'm surprised to hear you say uh, the Native Tongue one wasn't quite as good as the original, just because... It's
0: it's definitely up there. Um, I'd put it alongside it. It's competitive. To me, like, yeah, okay. like the Daft Punk and the Basement Jacks remixes turn it more from a, a rocky kind of sound into a, a more dance kind of sound which to me doesn't work particularly well mm-hmm. um whereas like the native tongue one is still just like just hip-hop it's just you know
1: rhymes bars i gotta admit i'm surprised that you wouldn't go towards the dance because i think of it more of a dance song and less of a hip-hop song so i would feel like that would probably sound well but you know each person got their own taste
0: yeah exactly exactly yeah just maybe there's not great remixes i don't know but <laughs> meh. yeah i prefer the original and the native tongue one and then the other two
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: one thing i noticed i don't know if you noticed was the spaceship they do like i think it was maybe just one shot but they show it's like a woman's body did you notice that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that was pretty it cool it's quite
0: it's quite funny now because the the line it kind of refers to and the imagery that's linked to it. If you watch any of the YouTube videos now or on any of the like official channels, mm-hmm. they uh, dub out the line basically.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: So yeah, it, it's not quite explicit lyrics, but uh, but yeah, they they dub it out. So do you have the line? And, only, and it only happened like in the last, I think, couple of years that they changed it two or three years uh, that they updated the videos, I think. Um, so I don't know, again, if that's a, a thing from Pharrell's people mm-hmm. where yeah, his, Making image, his marketing is, yeah, has gone in a slightly different direction and they want things to be a little bit cleaner and non... Um, I don't know what the right word is, but n- kind of non-sexualized, playing I guess, it safe. What I, yeah overtly sexualized perhaps
1: are you gonna give us the line or you want to pharrell's people
0: (laughs) i i can't sing so no i'm not giving you the line
1: oh dirty people can
0: look people can look the line up and play it themselves (laughs) there you go i'm not going to recite it or try and sing it certainly not (laughs) but yeah like in, in terms of like that that part of the video as well um I thought it was sort of very good imagery the graphics they use and um again tying that the spaceship and the shape of the spaceship into the the line itself I think with the obviously the dubbed out version it doesn't it doesn't work very well now because mm-hmm. you can't piece the two bits together um but originally it was a good visual to go with that line whether you like the line or not jesus christ what is this line <laughs> <laughs> People out there will know the line if they know the song. It's fine.
1: I know. Like, I'm you trying you to, try to look it up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lines now. <laughs> I am a little interested. Yep. And I suck at Google, so that's not happening. <laughs> oh, duh. All right. Anyway, yeah. The people out there will know the line. Another thing so, I know, noticed. Go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. And I might be making too much of this, but er, Pharrell riding off on the motorcycle or the dirt bike. Was that ahead of its time? I feel like I've seen him shot on the motorcycle for the BBC Lookbook as well. He's riding off on that. And then if you fast forward now, I would say more so last year, but even now it's a lot of motorcycle stuff is trending. Dirt bikes, not motorcycles, but dirt bike stuff. You see Uzi and the Migos riding around on them. Or Supreme just did their collab. Are we giving Pharrell credit for being ahead of his time on that? Or is that just something that he did and it's not more than that? I
0: I don't know if he's ahead of his time. I think it's a a kind of image that's been used a lot over the years Mm -hmm. in music videos, in TV and film and and stuff like that. Um, It kind of has... uh, If I just watch that one scene where they're riding off... On the bike, it has like a Mad Max kind of feel to it to me, um, and you see a lot of like music videos and stuff like that, and other movies influenced by Mad Max, like being in the desert, just having a car or a bike, and yeah. it, it kind of gives me that feel. So I, I don't really think it was ahead of his time. I, I just think a lot of these kind, certain imagery stays goes itself, or it or it stays almost like yeah and can work in lots of different situations lots of different videos so
1: definitely i feel like if you go looking for a conspiracy like that's your intention you'll find one but it's probably it's no <laughs> conspiracy it's he was just on a motorcycle and exactly yeah
0: it's just an imagery of him like getting a riding off into the sun with a beautiful woman
1: you know behind him yeah and i didn't even and it's just connect the mad max connection but now i just say it's like yeah i feel like that was definitely an influence because it seems like a post-apocalyptic deserted world that they land on it has like two or three moons in the sky mm-hmm. so it definitely seems like it's not earth it's like something crazier going on and then just riding off into the sunset
0: exactly and you you know you've got that scene where or numerous scenes where they're playing the piano and the guitar and the drums and you've got alicia dixon dancing in the middle and as they kind of like revolve around and you've got all these people, um, in these kind of like balconies kind of dancing and stuff and
1: yeah, you know, it, it's very it's, it's like, like an underground terrain. Kind of thing. Celebration festival. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse my Game yeah. of Thrones reference. I know we got some nerds, honestly if we got some Game of Thrones nerds on here, so Game
0: of Thrones references are always good.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know who else will get them, but yeah. <laughs> To so the two of you out there that appreciate it. We appreciate you.
0: Exactly, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people that would have watched certain scenes in Game of Thrones and will understand what that is. <laughs> but is there anything else about the uh,
1: the song or the, the video you picked up on? Let's see what we got. I'm glad I took notes. <laughs> you did
0: better preparation than my usual co-host.
1: Oh, yeah. Shout out, David. Wish you were here. Never met yeah, you. Yeah, shout out,
0: David. Yeah, he's uh working hard expanding his business. Never has time for lowly podcasts anymore. <laughs> but no, he he will be back at some point in the uh the near future, I'm sure.
1: I hope our pats cross soon. Glad to be here with Penny though, obviously it's good times. See as far as the video, I don't got much else. I mean, you're the re- you're the ultimate researcher over here. You put me <laughs> to shame for sure. <laughs>
0: Well yeah, I th- I think we've covered the main points. Um as I say, classic NERD track. Probably not not one of my favorites, <clears throat> I don't know if it'd be top 5, top 10 for me, but um definitely one I still happily I'll... listen to,
1: still happily watch the video and can I get your top 3 off of Fly or Die? I'm curious to see if that would be in there. You could get my top 3,
0: but I'd have to put up the track listing because my memory is abysmal um and i don't think i have it in front of me although i did a few moments ago let me have a look let me have a look fly or die and this is where there will be certain people listening to this podcast saying oh you call yourself a fan you don't even know the track (laughs) that's why i'm saying off the top
1: like hey i'm not that big of a fan because i know you guys will murder me i'm just a fan (laughs) but i'm not i don't got it tattooed on my body it,
0: uh, unfortunately, I do. But
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, so, you got um, no excuse. Oh, wait. She wants to
0: move. Yes, yeah, so number f- it was track five on the album. It's a strong album, to be fair. Um, I don't know if I could put them in actual order, but like, wonderful place would be up there for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe the way she dances, Chariot of Fire. Yeah, she wants to move. Would probably make top five.
1: Number five. Yeah. Just looking at my uh plays on here is funny. Looking at my plays for the album, that is by far the second least played song on, on the entire album for me. Oh really. Behind Don't Worry About It. <laughs> <laughs> but uh my top three would be Junk. Some mm-hmm. that song gives me like a I know we say this stuff's timeless, but that gives me like a two thousand three like weird rock vibe. I love that song. Uh, it's
0: aged well but it does sound kind of of its time in the it's got it's got the madden brothers on it and there was that kind of music was was popular
1: at that time that's a rock song for sure Mm -hmm. i think that's i love the vibe it gives me chariot of fire i always always listen to that song and it's an eight minute song so it's like a it's like a journey every time i listen to it i feel like with like find my way as the yeah, yeah, Second Part, part 2, it, yeah. yeah. As, as long as it's on one track, I just consider it one. Yeah. And then uh number 3, it's it's, it's a lot of good songs, but I think I'd have to go with maybe that's another great song. Mm-hmm. Some good stuff for sure. Maybe's a classic. I think that's
0: uh, in two or three podcast time we'll probably be doing maybe. But yeah, that's got some great imagery, some great colors, some uh great really history. good early BBC
1: stuff. If you look at the, uh, I mean, obviously you guys are going to go into it, but I'll just touch on a little bit. The Where he performs live at one of the festivals, I forget. I want to say Glastonbury, but it's probably not. Uh, he's wearing the nerd shirt with the, the all three of them on it and the dog, and that's probably the most famous nerd vape shirt there is. It's very expensive, it's, very sought after.
0: It's quite funny because I recorded another podcast earlier today, which will come out after this one. So a bit back to front, and we did Let's Get Blown, and obviously he has that t-shirt in Let's Get Blown as well. Oh, yeah, see? And, and we were yeah talking about the, uh, the ridiculous resale value of, of that shirt and yeah how sought after it if is. If I can
1: just say, and this is one of my biggest regrets, I bought that shirt in crap condition, probably five out of ten. I paid five hundred for it, and I've never worn it oh. once. And I've never worn it once. Huge oh. L, huge L. Ouch. I should have just paid nine hundred and gotten it dead stock. I was like, I'll just take this one, and I completely hate myself for it. So,
0: so I, I don't kind of follow a lot of the the resell stuff these days. But, and I know I know you kind of do to a certain extent. Are they still going to, for like eight nine hundred mark for a good one?
1: Uh our mutual friend Rohan has one listed for like 900 for like a year. So I wouldn't say they're going for that. You might get the right guy who like, it might be yeah. me back in the day. Not so much anymore. I would say if you're going to sell one dead stock, it'd probably be very safe to get it. 500, 600 dead stock, which makes my purchase so stupid. Cause I got one yeah five out of 10 for 500, 600 now. So
0: yeah. Cause I was saying sort of four, 500 earlier. Cause just, I hadn't looked at prices for a long time,
1: but uh... I mean, people can ask whatever Ouch. they want. <laughs> it's what they sell yeah. at, you know.
0: But if yeah, if there are you know, people out there, yeah, mutual friend of ours, Rohan, shout at him, still asking a uh, yeah, sort of eight nine hundred, then <laughs> that's big money. A lot of the moolah. Yeah, but then it is a sort of shirt and you know, I see them crop up once or twice a year and they always they sit around for a week, I think, because the prices are so high, but there's always someone that ends up buying them
1: oh yeah that I mean that's the number one for the bait nerd shirts that's got to be number one and they'll sell but they just got to mm. get the right price too so
0: yeah so while we're talking about this kind of stuff um I know you collect bits and pieces you do videos on bits and pieces you've got um what are your kind of all-time favorites in terms of BBC ice cream <sighs>
1: The one? If you have any. Oh no, I do. <laughs> that's why I got <laughs> stuff in my closet. Uh, I go through bad phases, so I went. I definitely went through my BBC ice cream phase, like the last two years of just going mad trying to collect a ton of stuff. And number one, would number one for sure. This actually all started off. I saw it just on a random picture on Twitter. Is the season one red ice cream varsity jacket has Oof. the. Uh, cones and bones logo on the front left and then it has ice cream sewn on to the back that thing is beautiful i've got the red and black so those are insane i have a lot of the varsities, so that would be a grail the i think it's season one the striped tee it's like red green i think yellow that thing's a beaut as well it has the running dog on it that one i don't have if anybody on here is listening and has that shirt, Large Extra Large, sorry to plugs, Penny, but for real.
0: It's fine. It's fine. We're all, we're all one family you, here. It's fine. You've already
1: heard. We'll help each other out. Yeah. <laughs> you've already heard I'll pay st- uh, stupid prices. So if you have that shirt, go ahead, hit me up. And then I guess number three. Okay, are we strict? are we restricting it to BBC ice cream or just nerd stuff?
0: No, you go, go for your life, whatever.
1: And then uh, number three would be the yellow nerd hat. That one also. That's just the classic. You gotta yeah. love that. So.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. Like I, I kind of, I got the yellow one and the black one again. Um, end of last year, start of this year. Having had the OG ones from years ago when I used to see them tour all the time in the early 2000s, and then lost them somewhere. <laughs>
1: It's a must-have. It's a staple. I mean, if you if you look at any pictures of Pharrell from those years, you're bound to see that hat, and it's just just gives you that yeah. feeling. And if you're a Pharrell fan, you're like, oh man, I couldn't even imagine wearing that hat, you know.
0: Mm. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I have to say, if people haven't seen your collection, they can. Do you post many pictures on Instagram of the collection, or is it mainly like the YouTube videos? If it's gonna do?
1: be uh, collection stuff, it's gonna be more on the YouTube which I haven't been keeping up with, but all the old videos are there. So if you want to check those out, you get some uh, like info on it, like some more history behind it. You get to hear the prices I've paid and just get to see an in-depth look at them. So.
0: Yeah, if you want to be mad jealous of some, a lot of people's grails, uh, yeah, this guy has them. So go check out those <laughs> videos, definitely. Because I know I was watching a lot of them and I was like, oh, damn, I passed up the opportunity to own that once. and. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mad you know, jealous the worst part is when i see it pop up like months later after i already have it and i'm like fuck i just want to buy it again to be honest i, I don't want anybody else to have this stuff i want to have all the stock in the world that's yep. literally how i feel and i'm like oh, i can't
0: that that's seemingly how david does it with his collection of uh yeah he's of he's ice creams and everything like else he just quintuple buys, buys copies. them all up <laughs> mad man. yeah very much so so is there anything else apart from the T-shirt that's on your your want list? Anything that you don't have yet?
1: uh from From that no the, I've, it's funny, I've actually not been buying clothes that much this year. The only There's one thing I've wanted is a Gucci jacket, which has nothing to do with Star Trek or Nerds, so I'm not going to go too much into depth on it. I'll just say it hasn't popped up once and I've been looking since January, so I'm a very frustrated person.. <laughs> All right. So anyone out
0: there, if you have, what's the model of it? Does it have a model name or number? Uh, or?
1: It's it's a stripes tee. I feel like if you know, you know. Shout out Pusha T, which we'll probably get to in a sec. Uh, just all right. BBC season one running do- uh, running dogs. That was called stripes T, So definitely. All right. So anyone out there, if you have any
0: of this stuff, then uh, then hit him up. Let me cash you out. Yeah, he's got all the money. It's fine. <laughs> all right so let's uh, let's move on to some of the more recent releases that we've had um let's start with let's start with the carter stuff we'll get that out of the way first i have to say i've only given the album like two listens i think um to me fairly strong album sounds more like a beyonce album featuring jay-z most of the way through um but lots of good beats on there we got two pharrell beats on there one is... I can't remember the name of the other one, but ape the lead shit. single... Yeah, the lead single is Ape Shit, Then the other one I can't remember. Um, it's going to be nice. That's it, yep. Yeah. So the Ape Shit one is... Really good video, first of all. Uh, shot in the, the Louvre in Paris, uh, I guess over the course of one or two nights at some extortionate cost, because I know they charge like 200 grand a night to, like, Ooh. hire that place out. Um good beat good track really like it just a little bit strange where it comes from though the fact it seems to have originally been an amigos track
1: uh it doesn't seem to be it's definitely amigos track well yeah it is so that's my problem so the, the, with the song
0: the amigos version leaked and I, I still i don't know if it's confirmed or not and i need to have you message heard it? a couple of people yeah i need to message a couple of people i know that well, that worked on it, so we'll know. But I don't know if it was originally Amigo's song that was that they did that was possibly going to be on an album or whether it was just something they demoed and was a reference track and always had the intention of maybe going elsewhere.
1: I think um, through and through it's completely... The, the version that released on the Carters or whatever it's called is Amigo's song, I mean... They've, they've already said that the Migos wrote for it, and then you hear them singing vocals on it. The beat sounds mm. like Amigos beat, and they just stole their flow. They stole their... I mean, mm. it's a good song. I'll give them their credit, but it's literally stolen Migos flow, stolen Migos everything. That's
0: <laughs> the thing, yeah, if you listen to the Migos version, it is just essentially
1: identical. And which do you prefer? Uh, I'd have to say I prefer the Carter version. Because I'm surprised you said it leaked. I didn't know, and I've been telling people when we talk about that, I'll be like, dude, that song, Ape Shit, it's pretty good, but I guarantee the Migos version would be way better. So now I'm kind of sad I haven't heard it yet because I didn't even know there was one, but I feel I'm, like... I'm just... Yeah, I'm just saying this because I dislike Migos in general. But... So, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> they, make, they make good music here and there, but the Migos, as people, not my people.
0: Yeah, they, they do their thing. It's not my thing, though, so... <laughs> I think I'm a bit old for that. That's where the old man in me is coming out. That's for the kids. <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, yeah. Carter album, generally fairly strong. I need to give it a few more listens, but um, it's, it sounds like a really good kind of summer album. Um, I would have gone to see them if they are tour- if they were touring over here in out Finland. There. As with most artists, they do every country but Finland because they don't want to come here and pay the ridiculous costs to the, the costs to actually come here and perform and and stuff but but i've got a few friends that have been over i think to london to germany sweden to kind of see them on this tour and stuff um but i've seen them both before previously so i'm not too fussed about it
1: if i can give my little piece on the album i think you Mm. hit it right on the nose when you said it's a beyonce album featuring jay-z and uh i don't know what it is but i never got into the hype of beyonce just I love Rihanna's albums. Rihanna's albums are good, but Beyonce just doesn't I'm do it you. for me. And that that whole album, I listened to it strictly because I knew we were going to be talking about on here. I probably listened to it like six, seven times. Can't get it's into dedication. it. There's a couple, there's a few songs, but geez, it is bad in my opinion. <laughs> Not a fan.
0: It's, it's one of those, yeah. I think I'll listen to it a few more times over the coming weeks and stuff. Um, but it, if it's on in the background... I will have no issue with it. I will happily sit there and listen to it, but it's not one that I'm going to seek out and be asking like Siri to, to play for me every day. Like I am with all of the Kanye albums that we've just had dropped. Exactly.
1: I think it's, it's just disappointing for me because for me, when Jay-Z dropped 444 last year, that was my favorite Jay-Z album. Again, I am a kid so <laughs> you guys can be like, oh, Reasonable Doubt, Murdered This or this and that. I'm like, that's just not my vibe. But 444 was like real raps that I actually enjoyed. And mm-hmm. to hear him go from that to this, very disappointing.
0: Yeah. And that's the, that's the problem with one of these albums. You know, they're, they're both quite different artists. You know, you've got, obviously, Jay has his commercial stuff and his crossover stuff but yeah you know, he's an mc out and out you know you look back at the back catalog and yeah you know, he's an mc yeah and beyonce despite how big she is how amazing she is how talented she is she's a she's a pop artist so yeah you know, there's there's always going to be that kind of fine line that the album treads you know is it a hip hop album is it a commercial kind of pop album or an r&b album or whatever you want to kind of categorize it as and I think, you know, at the end of the day, especially if you've got Beyonce's team involved in it, it's all about just pushing out the numbers, get as many as you can. So it's got to be more poppy than hip hop.
1: Yeah, she does her thing for sure. She can run up the numbers.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, let's get on to uh, the other albums we were going to talk about quickly. And this is the, well, it's Yeezy season, I guess. It's Yeezy everything. Yes, sir. I had huge fears coming into the last couple of months Um, I think we've all seen and heard Kanye over the last 6 to 12 months or whatever Um, I think as fans people have been worried about him personally but also how that will drive and impact his output um, in terms of his beats and his own music and stuff so I was kind of quite worried when I saw he was working on not just one album, but like five albums at <laughs> Same once. time, yeah. You know, I thought he's in a place where just working on one album could be a stretch for him. Um, but he's, yeah, he's knocked out five albums, basically. They're all, they're all short albums, not full albums. They're all seven tracks long. They're all about 30 to 35 minutes or whatever they are. Um, so it's not like he's you know they're banging out sixty seventy minute albums each time, but I was more than pleasantly surprised with the output of all of them now I have to say the the nas one i've only listened to a few times, mm-hmm. and that was again that was similar to the j and beyonce album it's if it's on in the background, I can listen to it no problem i'm not gonna keep going back and seeking it out probably. Yep. Um, The Tiana Taylor one, again, very similar. Uh, Really great R&B album. I listened to it a few times. Again, to me, it's probably background music at the moment. Um, But then we come into like Pusha T, Cuddy and the Ye Album themselves. I think all three of those get classic status from me straight away. They have been like the three albums that I have just had constantly playing day after day after day and when that pusher album came out i was like push has got album of the year they've killed it you can't you can't beat that that's and then and then it's just got better and better i think the yay album was better and then the
1: kids he ghost album i think is even better itself as well wow uh first of all <laughs> the seven song format love it it's perfect you're driving somewhere you can listen to basically the whole album I'm really a big fan of that. I think uh, I was expecting good music. I mean, I never gave up on Kanye musically for sure. I thought we were going to get some good stuff. Push It album for sure. I think that's the hip hop album of the year. Mm-hmm. And the thing is with that is, you know, you hear all, I don't know if you listen to these new artists, but I'll listen to them here and there and like, oh, they're good. And then to hear Pusha T come through with all these bars and this excellent production, you're like, holy shit. I forgot. This is what real rap is. Like this is. Yeah, yeah. This is insane to hear. Like real rapping like this, not some bullshit. And that was amazing. I still have that as the hip hop album of the year. Uh, Ye's album is going to be more musical, more singing, more good vibes. I would say. And the Kids See Ghost is the album of the year. I think. I think uh, it's 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 weird because it will probably be grouped as a hip hop album if it does get Mm -hmm. nominated for Grammys. But I have that going to Pusha uh, and the actual album of the year going to Kid See ghost for the musical version of it because it's more singy, it's classic Cuddy and Kanye did his thing, of course. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Um, I was quite surprised the, of the
0: direction of the or the tone of the, the Kanye album, the Cuddy album. You know, they both had their, let's say, their issues over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. I expected them to be quite dark albums almost like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and stuff like that. Now, while you've got elements of that in the new Kanye album, uh, especially with the Mike Dean stuff and the guitars and things, the general tone of the album is actually quite positive, I found. Yep. it's It echoes a lot of the stuff that he's been kind of saying in the media about, you know, it's all love and, and stuff like that.
1: Uplifting. Which
0: yeah which is i I think a really good direction to go in it's it's good for him personally and it's good for the music and because he could have gone on those tracks and just rhymed about all sorts of craziness that's (laughs) going on in his head and around him and in the media and stuff like that but he generally on the whole has has avoided a lot not avoided it but just dismissed it and thought he's moved on i'm I gonna try oh like. yeah i'm gonna try and be positive about stuff and no matter what you think about kanye personally um and what he says and what he does like musically and sonically the album is is brilliantly put together like even just on the first track and this is what got me straight away where he has the the spoken part on the first track in the intro where he's like, I thought about killing you. Uh, I thought about killing myself, but I love myself more than I love you. And it kind of repeats that. But if you listen to it carefully, you get all the different vocal distortions on each line, which you had on uh, beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, which is giving the illusion that each time this line is said, it's coming from like a different voice in his own head and the pitch changes and the tone changes and the speed changes and it's just so beautifully put
1: together, I think. Yeah, it's masterful. I would I would have never realized that, but now I have a whole new perspective on that song. Another thing with that song is like, it's a spoken intro, like you said, for what, two minutes, a minute and a half? Mm-hmm. And nobody's skipping that part. Nobody's saying, okay, let me mm. get... Sh-. That's like, it's amazing that you can have a spoken intro like that, that you want to hear, that you can relate to and really feel when you listen to it. It's- It's
0: really strange Because that's the first track So I'll listen to that Like as I Leave the house here And again as you say Normally with a a Spoken word kind of thing I'll skip through it Or whatever But I will purposely Turn that up in my earphones And listen to it And pick out All the kind of Vocal changes And the pitch changes And it like It gives me goosebumps
1: (laughs) It's It's Just so well put together It's Oh Really good Ghost uh, Ghost Town Best song on that album Um Yeah, possibly. I like Yikes as well. Yikes is the turn up song. And the thing is with Yikes, if you followed his tweets, I did at least, I follow him closely. I was looking at him religiously. He was speaking Dragon Energy and all this and that. And this is before he changed up the album for the TMZ incident. I'm thinking we would have gotten seven songs of Yikes uh, before Mm -hmm. the TMZ. Because when you think of Dragon Energy, what song out of that seven is it going to be? I think it's got to be Yikes where he's just turned up crazy go hard yay yeah i'm not disappointed with what we got but i'm just curious what we would have got if the tmz incident had never happened
0: yeah and i just find it interesting to see what it will bring because i think people that follow him and that know how he works you know we know he's locked in a studio with 10 20 other people they are like banging out beat after beat after beat um they've obviously you know they've whittled this down to seven but i think you know from seven they probably started with like 200 and something yeah it's just so-, so there's all sorts still there kind of in the vaults that we may or may not see in the future
1: yeah that's what hurts me for sure is thinking, damn he's got all these songs that are probably fire that we'll never hear like last year he was caught like absolutely turning up with the in the studio who you said you don't like, <laughs> mm. but I could just imagine the great songs that came out of that and clearly weren't on this album, you know?
0: Mm. But I did, I read an interview with, uh, with somebody, I can't think who it was. It might've even been like Kim Kardashian, somebody like somebody from his camp that was saying as he goes through the process, when he decides to take a track, off of an album, it doesn't fit, or he doesn't like it, or he's just changed his mind. They will just delete it. It doesn't like go back in the vaults and what? like, oh, we'll, we'll revisit it later, we'll reuse the beat, we'll switch up the sample they literally hit a delete button on that keyboard that makes and it's gone sick. forever.
1: That makes sense. Now, I don't, I don't know if he's got some more
0: sensible people around him that are like, they've got backups. Got on a flash drive. <laughs> exactly, yeah. They kind of take a copy of this every five minutes. I'd like to think there is or hope there is. But um, yeah, from my understanding, when he doesn't like something and he wants to move on from it, literally hits delete and never visits it again.
1: That sounds like the most Kanye thing I've ever heard.
0: So it, I'm, exactly, I'm going to exactly. believe it. <laughs> yeah. But it's that kind of like state that he's in at the moment, whereas you move on to the next thing. It's like clean slate. You don't want to be influenced by these older things and um, don't want just that in the of back put of your put mind. Out what's in your mind at the moment. Yeah. Mm hmm. So yeah, I, I I could believe that he does do that kind of thing, which is which I think is is a very good way of dealing with your own work and your own life, but also very sad for for me and for us as as fans that want to try and hear some of this stuff in the future. Just lost forever. <laughs> exactly. And then um, Kitsy Ghosts, which was kind of billed as a Cuddy album, but is more of a.
1: Yeah, I'm going to interject, I, if you don't mind. Go on. Absolutely hate when people say, oh, the Cuddy album was so good. Cuddy's al- it's not a Cuddy album. It's a Kanye and Cuddy album, or it's a Cuddy and Kanye, but make sure you say both. All right. It's like, it's like, what do you mean Cuddy album? They're both on every song. Like, It's a collaborative album. It's not Cuddy's album that Kanye produced. It's a collaborative album, but go ahead. That's just my little rant
0: no that's fine that's fine <laughs> people out there you've you've been told <laughs> get it right yes damn it but um yeah for me I, I talk about Ye being what I think yeah a beautiful album and an insight into his mind I think Kids See Ghosts goes that next step as well where you have that Kanye element you have some actually some great bars from Kanye as well in that um, just where he drops him randomly and has some really good lines um But also, you know, like, Cuddy's gone through all of his stuff over the last kind of couple of years and has publicly spoken about depression and his mental health and uh, addiction problems and stuff. So it's really good to see him in, like, a positive space as well and talking about moving on and being better and all that kind of stuff. Coming through it. Exactly. It's just they're really kind of uplifting um, good albums,
1: yeah, I think it's classic, Cuddy, for sure. Like you said, Connie has great bars. There's great, uh, I don't know if you'd call them melodies, but song in parts. Like the last song where he says, uh, Lord, shine your light on me, save me, please. Or obviously, Reborn has stuff like that. It's just stuff that people can relate to for the most part. So, I mean, everybody gets sad, <laughs> and this song will just mm-hmm. put you and move you into a better place. That whole album is like that. So
0: yeah like re yeah reborn that you just mentioned brilliant the the cuddy montage at the end um and but, then i think it's sorry go on
1: i was gonna say also like uh it also has the rock star element of cuddy as well on cuddy montage or fire has uh mm-hmm. it's like i love your shit talking and it's just like a rock song and you have the hard guitar in the back and it is classic Cuddy. It's a collaborative album, but it's definitely a lot of Cuddy uh, sound on it.
0: Yeah, definitely. But it it, it works so well. Um, and again, like I say, like beforehand, I was a little bit worried about how it would come out. But yeah, to me, album of the year. Well, we're only in June at the moment still, June, July. Um, but I, yeah, I can see it being album, album of the year. I hope so. But the, the Grammys always disappoint me, so... Well, yeah. Well, the Grammys mean nothing. The Grammy's are just commercial awards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to mention, on, on, it's on fourth the track Fourth Dimension, the, the Kanye verse. Um, I both love and hate this Kanye verse at the same time that he's got on there. It starts really brilliantly. In the middle, it goes a bit like awry, but then at the end, it gets really good again. And he's got that really good part at the end where it says, if I get locked up, I won't finish the sen.
1: Yeah. And he
0: doesn't finish the sentence yeah, itself that, that he's speaking. I just think that's really kind of clever and really, really well done.
1: Yeah, it gets me every time. And
0: like for, for Kanye fans out there, if you're really interested to kind of like take a deep dive into the lyrics and all those kind of weird and wonderful things, um, check out the Dissect uh, podcast. I think it's the second season of it where he does My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Mm -hmm. Um and literally does like a deep dive on every word, every piece of uh music on the album. And it's and even as someone like me who listens to those albums a lot and takes a lot of it in, there's still so much stuff that I completely missed or listened to it and was like, oh shit, yeah, now I see that a different way. And oh yeah, that means that and that ties into that and yeah, some really good stuff on that podcast. Um, I think it's the new season is... Uh, what are they doing on the new season?
1: Yeah, it's Frank Ocean.
0: Frank Ocean, that's it, yes. I had a, it went blank there for a <laughs> minute. And I think it's a Spotify exclusive, so you get on Spotify first, and then it's on all the other podcast places like a couple of days later. But I think the first season, which was Kendrick, and then the second Kanye season... Um, you can just get everywhere and it's really really worth a listen even if you're not a fan of those people just to like understand the music and the samples and the lyrics and everything that goes into it um, really really good
1: yeah it's great stuff they need to do a nerd edition or a Star Trek edition
0: well yeah I've been speaking so the guy that does the podcast Cole um, before he signed to Spotify and blew up I was speaking to him about trying to get him on here um so there may be one day uh that we can get him on here but he is kind of big time now so (laughs) that is insane he's got that spotify money so
1: must be nice
0: yeah and he was just i think if i remember rightly when i spoke to him he had a day job he's got like a partner he was like just doing this in the evenings he would come home and sit there listening to the music doing all his notes and he was doing it all in his own spare time um i think now that spotify have come in he's been able to kind of do it completely full time um which is you know really great position to be in you know doing something that you love like that deep diving into that music and then producing a podcast about it um it's really great
1: oh yeah it's got to be awesome
0: Alrighty, so is there anything else about the albums you wanted to talk about or mention? Or
1: I think we touched it all. Uh, I didn't listen to the Tiana Taylor album. I just knew that wasn't for me, so I avoided it. But the other four have been four for four. So I'm just glad it went well. And then announced yesterday was that he's going to be doing a seven track album with Chance the Rapper. So that should be good mm-hmm. as well. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, that should be good. Uh the Tiana album, I'd say give it a listen. Um there's a lot of stuff in there which is very um like when Kanye was doing like the R&B stuff in the early 2000s, you know, the Janet Jackson stuff and Keisha Cole and mm-hmm. people like that. There's a lot of um a lot of influences from there, or at least that's what it sounded like to me. Um, so it's actually quite different to the other stuff they've put out recently. Do you think so I worth would like a listen it at least? worth a listen uh, worth worth a listen i think yes right, I'll you give might a be pleasantly surprised i'll give it a shot <laughs> stick it on in the background and yeah let it ride yeah all right cool well we've covered she wants to move we've covered all of the new albums we've covered your uh ridiculous varsity collection that you have
1: yeah buddy <laughs> So
0: if people want to check out the videos, um what's your YouTube channel called?
1: He hate me Luke. He hate me. So youtube.com
0: slash he, he Hate Me Luke. Luke Yes sir. Cool. We'll put I'll put a link in the show notes as well, and I think we've linked to it before in the past. But we'll uh, we'll put that back out there. And if people wanna follow you elsewhere, can they? And if so, where?
1: Uh, if you want to follow me, I'd recommend the he Hate me Luke Instagram. That's my public one. Definitely, uh, if you want to look at my clothing line, the one I do with my brother, that's going to be Cuts Engineering, C-U-T-S, Engineering, if you can't spell that. Probably shouldn't be following us in the first place. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just go ahead and definitely recommend checking that out, Streetwear Company. You know my influences, BBC, all that stuff. My brother is a skater. We have those influences, and it's perfectly uh, fusioned together
0: nice good stuff yeah we'll put all the links in the show notes and people can go over and check that out um if you want to follow the uh, podcast you can get all the information over at the others.net others with a z there you can also find the show notes and links and uh, how to contact us all that kind of jazz if you want to help support the podcast you can go to patreon.com slash others again others with a z Uh, and if you want to donate a small amount of money it would be highly appreciated and we'll go into uh helping us continue to try and put this podcast out on a semi-regular basis which we haven't done lately um you can follow me at steve r penny uh, on all the social media stuff or superhelsinki.com Uh and with that i think that is it for this week so we'll sign off there and i'll speak to you soon everyone bye bye